Now, The Crowncast with your host, Murray Brookshaw. Welcome to The Crowncast, episode 47. My guest is Dave Ramsey, the new Director of Resort Operations here at Crown Isle. Dave, welcome. It's so awesome to have you on board. Thanks, Murray. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. The idea of the Crowncast came from a notion that members deserve to know the why behind the what. I've always felt it's really important not to just instruct people to do things, to actually say why you're doing them and why things are happening. It's very, very helpful and gives people comfort as well, right? I couldn't agree more, Marie. That why is key to everything from engagement to having people understand to to getting what you need done. That why definitely helps. So this is an opportunity to get to know you. The members uh, listen to this and they, uh, they can find out a little bit about you rather than having to go up to your office and that sort of thing. And then it creates a conversation later on. Where did you come from? What, where did it all begin? Well, I'm born and raised in uh, Victoria, Down Island. Uh, my folks uh, are still in the same house they built in 79. So we're looking to transition them out of that. Um, I have a younger brother named Brian and a younger sister named uh, Kimberly. Uh, my brother is uh, based in Victoria. He works for the CFL Players Association. And uh, my sister lives on the Lower Mainland, and she's in uh, Youth Corrections. Oh, that's that's awesome. Now, uh, we get to know a little bit about your family. You grew up playing sports, right? Yeah, I grew up playing uh, everything under the sun as a kid. Uh, you name it, soccer, uh, baseball, uh, football, basketball, volleyball. Uh, but I fell into rugby in uh, junior high at uh, Reynolds High School in Victoria. And uh, once rugby came into the picture, uh, all the other sports took a back seat and uh, didn't, didn't look back. Tell me a little bit about your uh, rugby background. Yeah, so I, I was uh, very fortunate to play rugby at a, at a fairly high level. Uh, my club is James Bay in Victoria, uh, founded in 1886. Uh, very uh, very solid tradition of, of, of quality rugby. Um, I was able to represent the island on the Vancouver Island Crimson Tide. I uh, managed to play in and win four national championships uh, with the Tide. And I also was able to uh, had the uh, privilege of representing uh, Canada on the senior men's national team. Uh, I did the tour to Italy in 04, uh, England in 04, and Japan in 05. Um, and I also played for the uh, Canada 23 team also known as the Pacific Pride, and uh, I was fortunate to captain that team in my final year on the uh, undefeated tour of New Zealand in 2000. Wow, that is a, that is fantastic. Now, not knowing a lot about rugby, but I do know that it's a tough sport. It, it is. Uh, w- what I like uh, to say about rugby is that uh, you, you can't fake it on the rugby field. So you, you get you get the guys and gals that they want to play. So you, you kind of get a lot of people cut from the same cloth. So there's that, that culture is almost already built in. Um, because, yeah, there's, there's nowhere to hide. You, you have to want to be there. And I think that uh, similarly, there's a lot of uh, connections with golf in that way, right? With uh, our golf course and the, the attitude with everybody and everybody bringing, bringing everybody together, et cetera, right? Definitely. There is that rugby has that off the field culture of, of, of camaraderie and, and getting to know one another. And as, as I've seen the similar, similar instances in golf. Um, but golf's a little different in the sense that uh, on a rugby field, there's 14 other players with me. Whereas you're a golfer, you're, you're out there on your own. There's, just, there's nowhere to hide. There's just you. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide at all. We all we all know that. Now, tell me a little bit about your work life. Uh, where did you where'd you start and where'd you come from? Well, I started with Thrifty Foods back in 94. Um, I was going there after high school looking for a part-time job. Um, I was actually going with a buddy of mine. And the manager said, come back Friday, came back Friday, come back Monday. We showed up Monday, come back Friday, we come back Friday. And he offered me a job. And that last Friday I showed up was the day I didn't go with my buddy. And he thought I was my buddy and he was doing my buddy's dad a favor by hiring his kid. But he hired me instead. 
And uh, the only reason I <laughs> got the job is because my folks made me take young drivers and it cost 400 bucks. And when I asked for 400 bucks, they said, get a job. And so I figured out pretty quickly I needed to get a job. So I spent 25 years with Thrifty Foods, um, who got acquired by Sobeys in 2007. Um, a lot of uh, customer-facing positions when I was younger. And then the back half of my career was in the uh, operation side of the back end. Very fortunate to learn um, learn the grocery retail business and, and the operation side. It's a very difficult business uh, to learn. I got to see every aspect of operations, everything except for IT. So you name it, I was uh, continuous improvement projects. I opened stores. I rolled out ordering systems. Um, I led engagement for customers. I led engagement for employees. A lot of uh, succession planning, uh, manager and training, merchandising, procurement, you name it, um, I I got exposure to, which was an incredible learning environment, um, right up to uh, being part of the leadership team that oversaw 25 Thrifty Foods and 75 Safeways in BC, um, which was, uh, yeah, like I said, it could not have been a better learning experience for me. And all about the people, you would think. Very much so. Very much a customer uh, service-centric organization, putting the customer first and and building a business that what's going to work for the customers, knowing your customer, understanding your customer, and giving the customer what they want um, when they want it, but also understanding them well enough that you can put offers in front of your customer, knowing their habits and their tendencies that they're going to put in their basket without them even realizing why they're doing it. So having spent as much time in business and sports, and I I believe that business and sports kind of have, there's a cross section there with the team atmosphere and then the customer service and all those types of things. Having spent as much time in those two uh, uh, fields, you must have a philosophy that you live by, right? Well, very much so. And it's really... um all leadership based. Um, to me, everything comes down to leadership, whether it's work, it's sport, family life, in your community. Everything works well because of a leader. And if it doesn't work well, it's because of the leader. Um, to me, leadership is the single most important aspect of everything we do. Um, it sounds simple, um, but it's not easy. And, and people sometimes confuse simple with being easy. And it's not the case. In passing, we talked about that you would have a billboard uh, to tell the world what your philosophy is. What would it say? Yeah, if I had a billboard for millions to read, it would be something along the lines of poor leadership causes more problems than good leadership will ever solve. Um, to me, everything comes down to leadership. And, and what I mean by that is that if, you, if you're leading a team, and you line up 10 folks. Um, back in my rugby days, it was easy to say, hey, follow me, we're going to win. We, we, we all knew our jobs, we all knew our why, and we'd go out and we, we, we'd compete and we would do our best to win. The lessons I learned the hard way from the business world is if you line up 10 people and say, follow me, we're going to win, well, three are going to follow you, three cross their arms and say, no way, two didn't pay attention and two didn't show up. So it's really how you want to take your team and understanding your team and be able to say, okay, I've got some nine out of tens. I'm going to let them run and make themselves 12 out of tens. I've got some fives and sixes out of tens. They're my, they're my steady folks. So they're the ones that are really going to be the bread and butter of the organization. I want to make them into six and sevens out of tens. And then my twos and threes, we need to retrain them and spend some time on them to make sure they're either up into that six and seven group or they, they choose to, to leave the organization. And uh, while doing so, you sure can't let the nines know there's threes and you can't let the threes know there's nines. So it's kind of, uh, I'm generalizing, of course, but it's Mm -hmm. definitely, uh, uh, to me, a very important piece of leadership is knowing your team, but also dealing with poor leadership. In addition to the the leadership piece, I I believe humility is the most important trait for a leader to possess. Um, Leaders have to have a, a humble approach. They have to take ownership. And leaders have to put the team ahead of themselves. To me, a cardinal sin is when the leader 
puts the, themselves ahead of a team. There, there, there's no greater error a leader can make. Yeah, and, and so that's pitching in and helping and doing all kinds of different things to support the team, whatever's needed, right? For sure it is. It also is, is, is putting the people in the best position to work at their strengths so they can work at their best. It's about setting goals and holding people accountable in a good way. It's about growing. It's about developing your leaders. It's about listening. Um, I have a real passion for building teams and, and building high-performing teams. And this is what I see in front of me here at Crown Isle is a, essentially overseeing a team of teams and how we can work together. It's always exciting starting a new job. I mean, uh, every time I've started a new job, you've got the adrenaline, you've got the, the vision, and you've got everything uh, going on. What attracted you to apply for the job in the first place? Well, this opportunity came out of nowhere. Um, a, a mentor of mine had reached out and said, um, hey, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on looking at this opportunity? And uh, I, I didn't have to wait too long to answer him. Uh, it, this is a very beautiful part of the world. And uh, now that I've got my feet on the ground and I'm, I'm into the business, uh, I'm um, really impressed by how, uh, how warm the folks have been, how welcoming, how friendly, and how engaged the, the team is. For uh, a team that is maybe struggling for numbers at this point, struggling a bit with the, uh, with, with the business side uh, and getting the day-to-day done, how engaged the leaders are is, is, is truly remarkable. That's an awesome observation. I think, yeah, I think the Crown Isle team is a, is a wonderful team. There's so many people that want to do well, and you're going to help them uh, get there, right? For sure. The, it, having that engagement and that emotional connection to, to Crown Isle is the one intangible that you can't really teach. Uh, folks have to have it. And so coming to an environment where that is already in place and people, whether they're members at the, at, at the, within the community or whether they're employees for Crown Isle, having that emotional connection is, is really the foundation we can build off. And the rest is just supporting the leaders and then helping grow their teams and getting the business where we need it to be. Now, there's a real labor shortage in, in so many industries in the valley and across the country. Any thoughts on why now COVID uh, exacerbated it or why? There's a lot of talk out there about quietly quitting or the great resignation, all all these kind of newish terms. But to me, it's all based on the same thing, which is disengagement. Um, There there seems to be a labor shortage if you're looking at hiring the same way you did pre-pandemic or or five years ago. And that's, that's a little bit of trouble that some industries and some organizations are getting themselves into is that they're, they're using old practices on a new solution on a new problem. And they're wondering why they can't get the solution they want. Um, To me, the good people are out there. There, there, there's, there's a a lot of good people out there and it's up to the leader uh, to, to engage their employees, but it's also up to us to actually find those people. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that there are people that want to work, but we want them to work for us. But we have to give them a compelling reason to come here and work at, at Crown Isle. What's the, the culture like? What are the benefits? What's the reason uh, why they should work at Crown Isle? So how will you attract new team members to Crown Isle? You make a really good point, Marie, with that culture piece. To me, the culture culture is key. Culture is crucial. Culture is not what's written in a mission statement or posted on a wall somewhere. Culture is action-based, and it's what you do every day. And the people have to believe in what they do every day is making a difference for the organization and also for themselves. People don't stay in roles for 25, 35 years anymore. If they're not happy with their work environment, the the, the, the numbers, the data shows people will jump and to new opportunities and new jobs. So we have to do a better job of engaging our team and, and to ensure that we're creating a culture that they're allowed to thrive in. Quality people attract quality people and the reverse is true as well. So we're gonna build strong relationships within the community to keep attracting quality people and build strong teams. Again, I see my role as a leader of a team of teams 
And we're going to create a culture of leadership built on humility and ownership. This, this will be a culture that develops leaders and attracts people with leadership qualities. I don't need to go into a specific area, say golf, for example. I don't need to talk to Jared about how he's teaching somebody swing. That's Jared's department. What I need to do is support Jared so he can do his job the best he can do that as, he, as he can do. We're going to be bringing in an HR manager um, that's going to be focused on talent acquisition and recruitment right out of the gate. We're going to evolve from there into training. And then we're going to be looking at uh, setting standards with standard operating procedures to, to execute to meet those standards. So we've got a 24-month plan we've broken down into six-month chunks. And we really believe that if we have the right people, quote-unquote, on the bus, it doesn't matter where we're headed, we know we're going to have success. And this has a real benefit for the members that are listening to this podcast because it'll make the experience at Crown Isle better. That, that's the end goal is we want to make this experience like, like no other else. But we need to start delivering with the basics to start. We need to make sure our kitchen team and our restaurant staff, we have enough staff in place so that we can keep the restaurant open throughout the day. Uh, we've, we've recently put a manager in place to run, run the restaurant just uh, this past week. We have a new manager and we're focused on getting the, the numbers and the bodies up there they need to be so we can actually have the restaurant open. Like th- those are the basics and then we can worry about the offer down the road once we get the fundamentals in place. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like do something. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing in business is do something. We, we, we need to make some, we need to get uh, back to that action piece. We need to make some moves quick and, and, and provide some results quick to, to prove to our membership and to prove to our employees and to prove to the community that we're, we're here to make change and we're here to make the right change going forward. Absolutely brilliant. I love, uh, I love your attitude. I love the vision that you have. I think that it'll make a tremendous difference. Just one last thing. So, one of the things that attracted my family to Crown Isle when we came over here from the mainland was the lifestyle. I only wanted to live in Crown Isle. That's the only place I wanted to live. Real estate agents showed us other places. I said, no, take me back to Crown Isle. And that's what my family said as well. Um, tell me about your family and, and what you're looking forward to. Well, right now, um, we were in a bit of a state of flux as the boys uh, got into school down in Victoria. So I'll be going back and forth to start. Um, I got two boys. Uh, the oldest is Bradley. He's turning 11 in October. He's in grade six, so he just gone into his first uh, middle school. And uh, my younger son, Matthew, is eight, and he is in grade three. Um, they're both very active in um, rugby and soccer. Uh, Bradley just picked up band. They're, they're in swimming. They're, they're, they're outside kids. They need to be out um, playing. Uh, and my wife, Karen, works for, for the provincial government, and she is uh, based in Victoria as well to start. So now we're starting to, now that this role has fallen into place, we're starting to look at how are we going to get up and how are we going to make the move. So um, I've always loved the Comox Valley, always, uh, always thought very, always thought this is a place that I wanted to end up sometime. And it was almost serendipitous how this opportunity came by at this point in my life. And it's something that we want to do. I don't want to be doing that drive for longer than I have to. I, I want to get the folks back up here. Listen, Dave, I really appreciate your time and the conversation. Uh, I'm so excited as being a member of the Crown Owl team to, uh, to find out how things are going to unfold. And uh, passion and the joy of work and having fun at work for me is, uh, is the key. And it sounds like you're going to help uh, bring it to fruition. We certainly hope so, Mario. So thank you. The Crowncast is available on crownisle.com and through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.